Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas sitting in for Key today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man, what a weekend. Jay, Jay, you're in your <laughs> full glory now. It's basketball season. Football's <laughs> over. Oh, it's my time, Max. <laughs> yes, Yates, it's it my time. It is your time. Came College back from ball. East Lansing. Yeah. I was with my guy, Tom Izzo. Saw them take a tough loss at home to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Watched my Duke squad. We had some NBA hoops this weekend. We had some breaking Kinda. news. We had some breaking news NFL, too. Like, yeah. it's a perfect collision of all worlds, Max. That's we had some kind of... NBA hoops this weekend. Lots, <laughs> lots of hoops, what? actually, but that was about it. Just the hoops. A lot of points. <laughs> a lot of points. A lot of them. So Team LeBron beats Team Durant 163-160. I mean, Team Durant's problem is they need Durant. <laughs> <laughs> well, By the way, same, thing, out to Katie, same thing in the NBA. Shout they need out to Durant. Katie. I know he lost his grandmother. Hope he's doing okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. why I couldn't be at the festivities. Yeah, so, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, that's. Nice, nice, Jay. Yeah, yeah nice. Bring us right down. That's what we're t- not bringing. No, morning. just providing content. Of course, today. thoughts, thoughts, and prayers, and all that. <laughs> we're, no, back real. we're back up. Um, Celebration of life, baby. Let's go. Right. So it was one sixty three, one sixty. They had to play to the target score, right? Twenty four points over the third, third period score in the in the NBA All Star game last night. So Steph put on the show. Mm. It was the mm-hmm. Steph show. Sixteen threes and fifty points, and he wanted the record too. Wound up with fifty. So he was one three away from the from the record for points in an All Star game. Um, LeBron hit that shot to win the game. Maybe the best, shot, maybe the, like the most difficult shot with the money on the line in the game. Jay Cleveland. I mean, he just keeps giving Cleveland dope moments. Right. This was for you, <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland. What do you think? Of, but look, here's my basic feeling: is if I had to order the All Star games. Baseballs is the best because it's the closest to an actual baseball game where you can play as hard as you can. Basketball is the second best. Football is it, a joke. Pro yeah. Bowl is a joke. But what did you think about this All-Star game? I mean, uh, the whole weekend. The, the, weekend, the weekend is always dope because everybody gets together, right? Like all the seminars and the players. You see the guys in the back, uh, you know, playing dice, playing spades, gambling, having fun. Uh, John Morant's video that we saw this this, this weekend, you yep. know, HD and I, Harry and I were talking about it, Little Baby, the connection that there's there. So I, I think you always get a lot of good content, right? You get a lot of great storylines. The game itself just kind of seems like something that's in the backdrop, frankly. Um, for me, All-Star Weekend has always been about the headline. And the headline has always been the dunk contest since I've been a little kid. And I really think that's something that they need to try to fix, right? Not seeing LeBron James, Giannis. Not seeing John Morant. Not seeing Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, like that dunk. I want to see real dunkers, like guys that I feel like owe to the game to put on that type of show. This is the perennial conversation now. When I was a kid, I remember there was a dunk contest, and it was, I mean, obviously everyone remembers the one with Dominique and Michael Jordan. I was like in the fifth grade or the sixth grade or something at the time. Dr. J was in the dunk contest yes. back then, even when he was in the NBA. The best, the the biggest stars who dunked were in the dunk contest. Not the case anymore. The f- guys who were the faces of the league, mm. besides Larry Bird. Larry Bird wasn't in the dunk. But he, but he was always in the, the shooting contest. Yes, yes, exactly. But I, I think it's important for the NBA to have these guys. And I seen something Snoop posted the other day. Remember when you used to have guys from other stars from other sports? 
compete in a dunk contest as well. Mm-hmm. Guys like Dion. Dion, that's um, right. Michael Irvin. Uh, was it? Uh, God, I can't remember the, uh, the other few. But I like things like that, man, because it just brings more excitement to the weekend. But I want to see Ja. After seeing Ja catch that alley hoop and dunk it backwards, you see Giannis, just about all his points going to be dunks, just, mm-hmm. just about. Why aren't these guys? You know you're why? You're the face of the NBA. Jay, you know why? Because Jordan you. and them built it up. Now they're reaping the rewards, and and a lot of basketball fans feel like they're not paying it forward the same way. The way, like I understand they don't have to. Jordan, it's not just like people. Like I love when people. It's as though they're being altruistic. They're doing it for the next generation. When in reality, they're doing it for themselves for the most part. But it did have the effect. You know, Bird and Magic, and then Dr. J before them, and then Michael Jordan taking it to a new level of building this enormous platform in business that guys like Ja are are profiting from, and yet the league could use John in the dunk contest. Well, I mean, they definitely could. I, I will say this, though. the And I sometimes think that as a, as a viewer, we get a little bit spoiled because when I start seeing some of the dunks that guys do and some of the some of the ratings, I was like, oh, that's a seven. We've seen that before. I'm like, man, it's hard to do new stuff, man. Like, Everything's I, I, been I'm just going to tell you all right now, as a, as a real hooper, you know, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones, three of the best dunkers there is in basketball Ever. history. 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 Yeah, no doubt. I agree. Some of the stuff like – Zach Levine back did a windmill from the free throw line. I just want to say that a windmill off one leg from the free throw line. Yeah, you could like, argue he's the greatest dunker ever. He's so, in the short list. But so I, I think a lot of guys feel that hesitancy, right? About like, damn, like what could I, uh-huh. what could I do that's different after seeing what's been done, yeah, right? Yeah. Before we like, uh, bleh, bleh, but that, but uh, the, you know what else? There's that and Harry. As Jay's talking, I'm thinking also. There's certainly that. There's also, if you're a giant star, some of these dudes who are also have names, they're not like Zach Levine's not a known name. Zach Levine is an all-star. But how do you, like if, you know, Michael, but that's the thing about someone like Jordan. Jordan wasn't scared to take on no. whoever. I think some of these guys don't want to be shown up by guys who are just better dunkers than them, See, but not guys, as good players. Those guys back then, Max, they invited that pressure. That was a part of their legacy. They invited that pressure. They wanted that. But Jay, you said it just a minute ago. I feel like they owe it to the game. Mm. They owe it to the game. I feel you. I mean, look, that, that's, a, uh, that's a major event. It's like the Kentucky Derby. You stay around to watch oh, I, the I Kentucky Derby. That. I know all about that. You know what I mean? So, like, my thing is, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm here for All-Star Weekend, not so much to see the game on Sunday night. I'll be real with y'all. Most of the time, I was back at home at the crib. Yeah. Right? I got to get ready for work the next week. Yeah. But that Saturday night, that's why I'm here. It's the Derby. I want to see the finale. So we got to get into the into the uh, LeBron stuff at some point today, guys. I mean, what? Which part? A lot of stuff <laughs> going on this weekend. A lot of LeBron. stuff. Yeah. Bronny Cleveland. What's the future look like? What he said about Sam Preston. A million things. <laughs> Steph Curry's sixteen three pointers in the All Star game, which would have been the most in any game in NBA history and smashed the prior All-Star game record of nine. That was quite a 50-point night. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. So coming up, I'd I'd love to – we will get into the LeBron stuff. But, Jay, Jawan Howard took a swing Mm. at a Wisconsin Badgers assistant coach last night. Coming up, what will the consequences be? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Harry Douglas in for Key today, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn J. Will the Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers say play ESPN. We're right there. Download the podcast. Harry Douglas, if you're watching on ESPN2, you can plainly see in Key's seat today, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay. Why'd you Mich- give that look? Why'd you, why'd you, why'd you well, purse look. your lips like that? He said, Mm, you see me. You see me in the Did scene. The mirror you know face. You, see, you know, know who, who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan oh, men's basketball uh, coach Jawan Howard. Guys took a swipe at Wisconsin assistant Joe Krabenhoff's face in the post-game handshake line between the two teams. Jay, it set off a brawl involving coaches and players from both sides. Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard stopped Howard in the handshake line, leading to the two men exchanging words before being surrounded by a few players and coaches. Howard put his finger in guard's face and grabbed his sweater before Krabenhoff came over in the middle of the scrum. Howard then reached out and struck Krabenhoff's face. So it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Jawan Howard, Michigan head coach, former member of the Fab Five, mm. And known as a great dude. But he's, he's hitting an assistant coach in the face at the postgame presser. For someone to touch me, and I think that was very uncalled for for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So um, that's what ended up happening. And that's what escalated it. If you could, I guess, expand on that a little more, what, what no, led to I would to- not expand on it. I just well, share with you the story, what happened. Well, as far as touching, I mean, obvious, there's obvious touching with the handshake line. There, it must have been more than that, is oh, what yeah, you're saying. more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touching, touching me unnecessary wasn't, wasn't cause for that when we were talking. And at that, at that point, you know, I thought that was, you know, time to protect myself. So, I remember growing up playing games like, that's a hit. Like, you could say whatever you want, but if, if, you, if there was any contact, that's a hit. You get a free one, right? <laughs> 
Greg Gard, Wisconsin's head coach, had his side of the story at the postgame presser. He came up to me and pulled his max, max down and said, I'll remember that. And he started pointing it at me and tapped me in the chest. And I said, hold on. Let me explain to you why I took the timeout. Maybe he doesn't know the rule that you get the 10 seconds reset. I wasn't going to put my players in that type of situation to have to break a f- press in four seconds. That's where it started that he said, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. And I said, hey, let me tell you why I did what I did. And he didn't want any part of it and kept moving on. So that's unfortunately, like I said, it's that's it, it overshadowed momentarily. So I, what I saw on the video just now, I just as they're describing it, is that guard grabs his arm because he doesn't want him to pass. He's trying to tell him something. And once Juwan Howard feels his hand on his arm, he puts his hand in guard's chest, and then they start. it starts to escalate. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's the statement from University of Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel. I'm going to get Jay to weigh in on this in one second. Let me read it. I'm aware of and watched the end of our men's basketball games. There's no excuse for any of our staff or student athletes to get into a physical altercation with others, regardless of instigating factors. I reached out and apologized to Chris McIntosh and President Coleman and reached out to UW Chancellor Blank to apologize for the totally unacceptable behavior. We will review the situation more thoroughly and work with the Big Ten Conference as they determine their disciplinary actions and will determine if further disciplinary actions are warranted. So before we even get into what should the punishment be for Jawan Howard mm-hmm. and who deserves blame for the incident rising to this level, Jay, just your first reaction to, to what went down. It's just a, it's a, it's a bad look for college basketball, um, and there's culpability on so many different levels here. Number one, like inside real hoop talk, when you're up 14 or 15 points with 15 seconds left to go in the game, you always expect the team to press. Uh, typically, the opposing coach doesn't call a timeout. If you turn the ball over, you're still going to win by 12 or 10, whatever, right? So already in the heated battle, I can see where, as me as a competitor, I, I will be annoyed at that. Right. What would you say to the common refrain, which is, well, if Juwan Howard is teaching his kids to keep playing the game through the whistle through the end of the game, then why shouldn't guard also teach his kids and reinforce the right things because in those moments? That's a brilliant cover. It's a brilliant cover, right? Because you're right. It is. You can you can teach how to play the game of basketball all the way and down to the end. That's fine. But we know as basketball players, that's not how the game it's is It's plausible treated, deniability, right? yes, but it's BS. Percent, but right? it's BS. Complete BS. Right. Okay. And I get it, but you can, you'll win in the court of law on that. But we know Got what it. the streets say about what the real rules of basketball are. That's number one. Number two, and AC, jump in here. Whenever you're passing by, right, I could tell 1,000%. We call it the blow-by. Like Seth Greenberg and I always do. It's, you're going to get a blow-by or you're going to get a dead fish handshake. Right, that's what Juwan Howard is going to do. Like, all right, I, I know what the hell you're doing. I got it, but Greg Gard putting his hand on him to stop him—that's a problem. Don't put your hands on me. That's that's number one. That escalated the whole situation. Right? Doesn't warrant what Juwan Howard did, but that escalated the situation. The reality of the matter is, when it comes down to it, though, I do believe that Juwan Howard should be suspended the rest of the season, regular season, and postseason. I do not think he should lose his job. But it's going to be really hard, potentially, for him maybe not to because of the history. Because Juwan Howard also had a situation that happened last year with Mark Turgeon where he had to get separated from Mark Turgeon. It turned into a really big thing. He tried to go after him. Mark Turgeon reported 
from multiple people. He said, I will blanking kill you. Right. So when that report comes out like that, knowing the history of it now leading to this situation where he open hand slaps somebody or swings at somebody, which depending upon if that coach, I mean, he, could there be any legal action there that he could apply for? There could, if he wanted to maybe mm-hmm. assault. Um, I think it, it turns into this. Is this a representation of the university of Michigan and young men? And it, it puts Ward Manuel in that precarious situation as athletic director now. And I, I like what you said, everything there, Jay. And um, I agree with you. The actions of Jawan Howard were very inexcusable. I thought it was immature, especially being the, in the role of a leader, right, uh, of a lot of young men who aspire to be great throughout walks of life. Um, Greg Gard, not only did he grab his arm, he stepped in front of him. Mm-hmm. Stopped his path of walking away because clearly from the video, he was just gonna walk. He was just gonna walk, walk it through, and, and let it be bygones be bygones. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna remember it, right? But also, I want to take it a step further too, because I I don't want to dismiss everybody who's involved. Krabenhoff, your job as an assistant coach is to come over there and defuse situations, de-escalate situations. He came over there and escalated the situation as well, right? But then I don't think a lot of people seen the little short ball dude tussling with a Michigan player in the background. As well. So I think parties on both sides, players and coaches from Michigan and Wisconsin, need to be held accountable. Do I think he should lose his job, Jawan Howard, that is? And I'm going to say, hell no. And here's why. We got to stop picking and choosing the standards we want to hold coaches to. <clears throat> and when I say this, I, I say this, and I'm not talking about a black and white issue. I'm just talking about in general. Holding coaches to standards because if – we're going to say they're role models. You have coaches out here that are getting DUIs that are way more, I think, critical and crucial in the walks of life than what Juan Howard did. Wait, in other words, there are people breaking the law outside of the field of play but that you think is more important. But there is a distinction between off-the-court behavior and on televised on-the-court behavior during a competition. But see, not in my eyes, not why you, you're looked at as a leader of men. Mm-hmm. Because if one of, that happens to one of your players, how can you tell him A, B, C, or D if they're seeing you do it? You know, by the way, you bring up race, race hovers over everything. That's undeniable. Yeah. Like the image of the six-foot, what, what's Juwan Howard? Six, eight, six, nine. Six, eight, black dude and, and the short little white dude, right? Like that, there's no question that hovers over everything. And I imagine that there's the added burden in this situation to, it's like there's always some kind of form of race representation, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you're always like, well, I, you, be, the camera's on you. And, the, and that's ridiculous because people can't just live their lives. But I will say that even years ago when Bobby Knight threw that chair, know why we still remember when Bobby Knight threw that chair? Because it's not like once upon a time coaches could just end. Nowadays, it's when coaches do stuff like that, whatever the immediate consequences, and I don't think he should lose his job either, by the way. You remember it because they yeah, ain't supposed to do that. Max, the only thing that kind of works against Juwan Howard is the precedent that he set, though, because after that first you know, kind of interaction with Mark Turgeon from Maryland, his post-presser, he said, you know, I'm from the south side. So, I look, I get where people are from. But now you're at the University of Michigan. So I, I think that's going to be hard sometimes for some people to factor in because you, you as the leader of a team, when you say, oh, I'm from the south side, say, well, you should expect 
this kind of habit for me because this is where I'm from. Where, no, we expect a different type of leadership from you because you're representing young men from the University of Michigan. What about that, 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 against them? That's where I'm coming from. And, and I want to make sure I clarify this because I don't want anybody to get, be misconceived by this. I do not condone the actions of Juwan Howard by any means. But I'm just saying, if we're going to have a standard for coaches – Make it consistent. The standard needs to I'm be the standard. Yeah. And we need to stop compromising the standard when it comes to certain people here and there. The standard needs to be the standard no matter what. And nobody needs to get a pass because, hey, this guy might be, be, may be like more by about, this group of people. Just, this guy just may just be a consider, bigger winner, but you know how this society exactly. is. Man. You win him. more, you get yeah. more excuses, you know? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you got it. We, we got to move on. I just wonder, like, hey, I'm from the South Side, but you're Michigan now. There is something to be said. I also don't condone it. It's outrageous, and he has to be gone for at least the regular season. Right. I don't, I don't even know if I'd, ex- if I'd extend it to the post. I would not say lose his job over that. There was a little thing. He didn't really hurt anybody. The whole, But what about the example? Y'all don't let anyone put their hands on you. You know, I'm from the south side. You don't put your hands on me. That is not the worst. It, it's a wrong thing. But you know what I mean? To show people you do not let someone put their hands on you. There's something to be said for that, although I, too, believe that there needs to be swift and severe punishment. The severity of the punishment can be debated, but there needs to be a reaction. You can't do what he did. Yeah. There was a big hiring in the NFL over the weekend, by the way. Who was it? And what could the ripple effects be around the league? Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Harry Douglas sitting in for Keyshawn Johnson. Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores got another job in the NFL. While he's suing the NFL, I'm impressed. But of course, Wonder the former that job, the former right. <laughs> is it a coincidence that the one black head coach, at least before this hiring cycle, out of 32 teams in a 70 percent black league, by the way, make sure not on my watch. This dude ain't being unemployed on my watch, right? But beyond that, Brian Flores is taking a demotion after having a winning season in consecutive seasons, taking over a mess of an of a Gase team, of an Adam Gase team. Anyway, the Pittsburgh Steelers announced the hire of Flores, who is suing the NFL and three teams as a defensive assistant and linebackers coach Saturday. So he's not a coordinator. He's a defensive assistant and linebackers coach. What? Just head coach, took over for Adam Gase. I just want to remind people, three seasons in Miami, took over a terrible Adam Gase team. Lost the first four games of the season 
I think it was 163 to 26, the worst point differential I ever, ever heard of over four games. Won five out of their last nine games that season. Won 10 games the next season. Went on a seven, eight game winning streak to win, to st- finish with a winning record this season. Lost his job, not even a coordinator today. Harry, well, let's listen to Brooke Pryor, ESPN NFL Nation Steelers reporter. This is Sunday morning on ESPN Radio on why Tomlin wanted Flores. Listen. He's someone who should, you know, at least I believe, should be a head coach. Um, I would think that Mike Tomlin believes the same thing. And, I mean, Mike Tomlin's only going to make hires that help his team. And bringing in a guy like Brian Flores, he's saying this is a guy who will help us get to the next level, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is, I think, going to be the Steelers' signature uh, going forward while they sort out the quarterback position. I mean, they have T.J. Watt, they have Minka Fitzpatrick, they have Cam Hayward, and now they also have a superstar uh, coaching staff. Brian Flores' resume speaks for itself. He is massively overqualified to be a position coach, but you know the Steelers in getting him, I think, get a huge bargain and are just get a huge boost from adding him to the room. I love the fact that, by the way, Brian Flores ain't too proud to take that job either. He's like, okay, I'm going to sue the NFL. I'm a football man. I'm going to be working in the NFL. What do you think of this move, Harry? I think it's great. From a football perspective, being able to add Brian Flores to your defensive coaching, to be able to be hands-on with players, and I think a a spot where they they kind of had deficiency last year was in the linebacker group. So to have him – a guy be a head coach for the Miami Dolphins with the accolades, and they won eight of the last nine games, so I just still don't understand how he got let go. But the history with him being in New England, being a teacher, being a guy who, be able, who can relate to players and get the best out of them. Who can beat Bill Belichick. Yes. and we, He beats Bill Belichick all the time. And we hear Rob Nikovich talk about how great of a hands-on coach he is. Uh, I know a guy, Jason McCourty, who speaks very, very highly of Brian Flores. Now, from an organizational standpoint, I will say this. I'm not surprised that the Pittsburgh Steelers, the one team in the National Football League, took the high road because we do have a Rooney rule uh, because of that family and their history. Now, I will also say this. Sometimes doing the right thing isn't always popular. In Pittsburgh, what they did in hiring Brian Flores and Mike Tomlin, I thought it was the right thing to do because he is a football Junkie. Do you think it's coincidental that they're, that the one black coach to start this hiring cycle out of 32 teams in the NFL is the head coach of the team, independent of the Rooney rule and the family, they instituted yep. the rule and everything, who hi- makes sure Brian Flores has a job in the NFL? I don't think it's by mistake because the simple fact that you see a man who is so talented in the coaching world you don't want to see him get blackballed and, and, and cast it out. like to have him whiteballed, which means you have a job. <laughs> you used the word coincidental, and I would say, no, it's intentional. Yeah. That, that's what it should be. We've talked about that multiple times on this show, that when you are in positions of power, to look at the, the landscape of what's out there and say, okay, well, you're overly qualified, and you're black, and there's issues that we've been talking about here, and we're the family that you know, created the Rooney Rule, and we're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm Mike Tomlin. Like, that's done with intent. I, I think this is a bad look for the NFL, though. That I agree. Let, let's bring it back. For the one thing that Max, you opened up this whole conversation with, the one black head coach in the NFL, the one family that pushed for a rule that was then created to provide more diversity, to a league that people have been saying for a long time, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? 
then goes out and hires the black coach who has a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. It's almost a way of looking back and flipping them bird and saying, yeah, we're going to force you to change. Oh, that's such because a great it, point. You know what it is, the road, They took the road less traveled, Max. Yeah, what they did, Jay's point to me, it's they're holding a mirror up to the NFL. From the inside You're, out. They're forcing you. They're forcing the NFL Deal to with see it. itself this for is, what yeah. it is. It is not coincidental. That's why I use the word coincidence, Jay, that in my view – that the one team to start this hiring cycle with a black head coach hires the other black head coach or person of color who's coaching in the NFL who loses his job, it seems for no good reason, and then is not offered a job anywhere else in spite of the fact that he's a guy who teams don't quit on and who beats Bill Belichick constantly, right? <laughs> they, he makes sure. So when people talk about, well, because a lot of white people, I think, don't really fully understand it. You think, well, wait a minute. Just because the NFL is 70-plus percent black doesn't mean that the coaching needs to be 70% black. It could be 50%. And my response to that would be, okay. that's true. It could also be 90%, right? right? <laughs> Much okay. more. But it's not. It's 90-something percent white. It's not coincidental, Jay. And the, that point is so good. It's a mirror up to the league. And also, I, I know Brian Flores and, and his crew. I sat down with them for a long time, and I talked to his crew all the time. So it's interesting what their strategy was, right, in order to constantly keep the conversation at the forefront. Mm. Now think about what this does. You have to see me every day. You have to hear me talk about it. You have to hear me. And you're doing it from the inside out. Every Sunday, I'm going to have some kind of microphone in my face. You, you continue to apply pressure. But now you're inside the beast you're not on the outside looking in. You're inside looking out. So I, I just think overall it's a great look for the Pittsburgh Steelers, for Coach Flores, even though um, it's not a coordinate, coordinator's uh, position. But you don't want to be sitting at home if you love football the way we know Brian Flores loves football. You want a job. So he has a job right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, yes, he can rub it in people's face. Can he play quarterback? Because that's what they really need. The <laughs> <laughs> Steelers need Flores to play quarterback. They need a quarterback. But I will say this also. The yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers organization, and I was proud of Mike Tomlin hiring Terrell Austin as a defensive coordinator. They also just hired a guy that coached me in Tennessee my last year, Frisman Jackson. And they had a black receiver coach, but they didn't retain him, and he brought Frisman in. But they have about eight to ten guys on their staff, coaching staff, that are people mm-hmm. of color. Let me ask you something. What would it do to you as a player? And let me, let me phrase this carefully because, look, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers want to run the best team out that they possibly can, and that's mm-hmm. why he's so competitive and has never had a losing season, even without Roethlisberger, never had a losing season. Brian Flores can coach, can lead a group of men and coach a team, and they don't quit on the guy. I get it. That goes for black players, white players, and whoever else, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you both, as African-American athletes – who competed at the highest level. If you were playing the position that a black coach who was fired, it seems without a good reason, and then not even really given a look by the league for any job for which he was qualified, meaning there were lots of head coach openings and there were coordinator openings, right? And he didn't get any of them. What would it do to you in terms of your sense of playing the game to have that guy walk in the door, who's obviously not only an excellent coach, but also was put in that circumstance. What do you think it would do to you? 
Jay, you go first. Hmm. If I were on that team? Yep, you're on the team. He is now your position coach. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm fighting for you. We're fighting together. I mean, it's a, it's a rally cry for us to stand together, united as one. Um, I think I also would like to get to know Brian Flores as a person. Yeah, if he right? can't coach, he can't coach, but exactly. obviously he can. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like from yeah, everything, coach, that's great. From but, everything you know, I held about, you know, everything <laughs> you heard about him, you would like to take on that position. I, I, I think, look, th- this is a this is a statement by Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that statements are heard. Now, I'm not saying you know, players are just going to flock to play for the Steelers because <laughs> I'm not going to jeopardize my money if a team offers me exponentially more money. I want to get my money depending upon what part of the stage of my, my career I'm at. Right. But as a player, I am acutely aware of the situation and what's happened throughout the NFL and the Brian Flores situation. And if the opportunity does lend itself for me to be part of a situation like that, I would probably lean towards being a part of that. And I'll say for me, um, I would be excited. Because, number one, I know we got a steal in Brian Flores. Because, Thank first you. and foremost, he shouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. He shouldn't be an assistant. He shouldn't be coaching just linebackers. The guy should be at least a defensive coordinator, head coach. That's what he should be. But I do realize that we got a steal, and I'm going to take advantage and soak up all the knowledge I can yeah. as a player. You know, you know, this is something that Branch Rickey, who was – he's a white guy, but the guy who invented the farm system in Major League Baseball and helped integrate <clears throat> the league with Jackie Robinson, right, where he broke the color barrier. This is something like – think about being an owner of a team back then and being so scared of breaking the, the color line that there were like Negro League all-star teams back then. And Branch Rickey was also like – forget about – the altruism and doing the right thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll take Jackie Robinson. Thank you. Roy Campanella. <laughs> right. Newcomb. Yeah. Now I got an all-star team because you dummies won't hire anybody. Right. Mike Tomlin is sitting there going, oh, pardon me. Brian Flores is my positions coach. Yes. Thank you very much. Idiots. Dan Graziano <laughs> is going to be joining us in a moment. But I just looked down and saw the not ready sign, and that means that you're that, that you're not ready. You're not ready. I do Dan. that. I do that at least once every other week. I <laughs> before the before the time that I get so excited. That you Dan can't bring him in before in he's ready to come in. You know, but by the way, yeah. once once he is ready, I will tell you that ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano is going to join the show, and he's going to be giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And as soon as he is ready, I'm going to ask him how surprised he was to hear the Steelers <laughs> hired Brian Flores. It is – look, the Steelers still need a quarterback. What Mike Tomlin has shown, however, is that I don't think he's capable of going under 500 throughout the course of a season. I think coming up with or without a quarterback, he's eight, eight, and one. You know? <laughs> that, now it's a 17-game season. There He'll goes, go eight, there, there eight, goes and that one. tie again. That top eight dividends this year too. Don't let him get a quarterback though. And the dude that I keep thinking about is Jimmy Garoppolo, because you need to give up an arm and a leg to get Russell Wilson. Forget about Aaron Rodgers. You got to give up your whole franchise. But Garoppolo ain't going to cost you an arm and a leg. Maybe just an arm. And he could use an arm, by the way, but. He's, but he gets rid of the ball quick, makes quick decisions, 
and he's a winning player. If you give Mike Tomlin a dude like Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a double-digit win team you got to figure. Okay, now Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, is ready. How surprised were you, Dan, to hear that the Steelers hired Brian Flores? Not as surprised as I was to find out I wasn't ready. I- I've been ready. Like, it's my equipment that's let me down, the microphone or something. Well, we don't make excuses, Dan. We just, you know. <laughs> You're besmirching my reputation as someone who was ready but was deemed not ready. Look, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Mike Tomlin is like the no BS coach, right? Like, I mean, like, he, he's not a no BS coach. He's like the avatar of no BS. This guy's a good <laughs> coach. We're going to add him to our staff because that's going to make our staff better, period. I don't care what else is going on. I don't have any fear at all of my own job security. I'm Mike Tomlin. I've never had a losing season in 15 years. So this guy's going to make us better. He's now on the staff. And I thought the conversation you guys were just having was very good about, like, you know, I, if I'm a player, if I'm another coach that, that, that's looking at the Steelers, I'm thinking that shows me something about this organization, right? What Brian, what Brian Flores did a couple of weeks ago took some courage, took some character. That's the kind of guy I'd like to be around. So I think it's only beneficial to the Steelers in a number of ways, not just from an X's nose football standpoint where he'll excel, but also, you know, from enhancing their own reputation in the right way around the league. But I, I say when, when you look at that Steelers team, and especially last year, Clearly, the secondary, the corners, was a deficiency. But I also thought the linebacker play wasn't at the top level. You adding a Brian Flores to work with those linebackers, to work with those guys, to show them different ins and outs of the game and how they can do better with whoever they have on the team right now, whoever they bring in free agency, whoever they draft, that's a bonus, Dan. Yeah. That's a bonus, man. There's no question. it's It's a home run in my book. I mean, look, you, know, you, you, you played in the NFL. They have these huge coaching staffs, right? Uh, but huge rosters. Like, you, you, as a player, you're not always going to be able to get to the defensive coordinator, to the head co- I mean, you need to have people that you trust with your career, right? You can go to and say, hey, what do I need to do differently? Hey, I'm having this kind of issue. Can you help me out? This guy's got all the experience you need for on a guy like The more of those guys you can have on a coaching staff, the better you are. Hey, Dan. He brought up a good point. Dan, the thing is, Harry, because Dan wasn't ready before. Remember when was he wasn't ready. ready? I was ready. Remember when Dan wasn't ready? This is false. Now we have to. <laughs> now we have to hurry up and play. We have to hurry up offense for <laughs> new for hot news or not news. By the way, you can tune in to the uh, ESPN Daily Podcast, bring you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Okay, you ready, Dan? I've been ready. Finally. I could not be more ready. Bruce Arians told Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times he'd be shocked if Tom Brady came out of retirement. Hot news or not news? I must say not news because wasn't it a month ago that Bruce Arians was going to be shocked if Tom Brady retired? Like, I mean, we got we to go back and, and come up with some consistency here. Look, I just don't think it matters. He is uh, reacting in this interview with the Tampa Bay Times to a report about his, him having a rift with Tom Brady. He strongly denies it. Uh, and as part of that, he's saying he'd be shocked if he came out of retirement. I just don't put too much stock in it. Me either. And I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Brady came back and played. Just no, give him a couple, of, give him a month or two, sitting on that couch, being at home with those kids, those kids driving them crazy. Uh, Giselle, listen, sweetheart, I understand what you wanted me to do. But this is not what I want to do. I got to go back to doing what's best for me. See, bingo. I've been saying the whole time. If it, it, it's not news because of what Dan said. But if Tom Brady retired because he was feeling the family pull, I'm missing it. I got to be there. He'll stay retired. From what he has said publicly, it seems to me, from where I'm sitting, I don't claim to have any inside information, that he was getting pressure from the family to retire. To me, that means he'll unretire. 
Joe Shane said, we still want to find out what Daniel Jones can do. We want to find out what Saquon can do. Hot news or not news, Dan? I think it's not news. I mean, I, I think given the, the contract situation with both those guys, it would have been surprising if the Giants had moved on from either one. You have, I think it's audition time for both guys. I think with the new GM and the new head coach, they do want to see what they can do. But I think what Shane is talking about, he's not gonna, he said he wasn't going to blow up the roster. Yeah, Shane, the new GM, I should have said. Right. Yeah, he's not going to blow up the roster because he wants to give those guys the best possible chance to succeed. The way that roster is built, without getting too deep into it, there's not much blowing up they can do. I mean, they're locked in on a lot of these contracts, so he doesn't have too much uh, of an option. But I think, it's, I think what he's setting it up for is Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, now's the time to show us what you can do because if you don't, we're going to move on. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's news at all. But you look at your watch, and they're on the time clock, both of those guys, oh, yeah. right? Uh, so that's a great point that you brought up. Yeah, and it's, it's not news because what are the Giants supposed to do? You can't pre- invent a quarterback in the draft if he's not there. Right. So you might as well draft the architecture of the team, the offensive line, an edge rusher, this, that, and wait for the right guy. And in the meantime, if, if Vrabel, uh, Vrabel, if, uh, if um, Dable. Dable. Dable really likes – uh, your guy, Daniel Jones, maybe. Let's see what he's got. Dak Prescott talking about the Cowboys' continuity on the coaching staff is good for him. Hot news or not news, Dan? I think it's hot news anytime you hear from the quarterback on the goings-on of the offseason. My question is whether he's right, right? I mean, that offense did not finish the season very strong. I would like to hear from the Cowboys, hey, we're, we're, we're examining what we did wrong and we're going to try and fix it, as opposed to, oh, we'll just keep running it back because that, that offense's performance was – extremely inflated by the way it performed against NFC East teams. <laughs> and when you 40 points a game on team, average. Yes, yeah. And 24 against everybody else. So that's a significant, or 26, that's a significant difference, and they do have work to do. I assume they'll do it, but, I mean, here, I, I, I'd love to hear somebody there say that. Yeah, I think it's hot news because the simple fact anything that comes out of Dallas is hot news, but you right. brought it up, the continuity on offense, it wasn't there. I think they had like one or two wins versus teams with 10 wins or more throughout the season. Jay, blink twice if you agree. I got. I stole oh, his microphone. Jay agrees. He's not ready. That's Dan Graziano. <laughs> Hot news or not news. Ready or not. That's Hot the news. end of the Jay segment. Will All not right. ready. Dan, thank you very much. Uh-huh. We will talk to you soon. And the question now is, will LeBron leave the Lakers? KJM on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.